Hello and welcome to the Lean the Line podcast. Chris here. Hope you're doing well and staying safe. And we are back once again with another review of the SWPL action from the weekend just gone. And joining me as always is my uh, my, big, my good buddy, the, the boy in the bubble at the moment, uh, Campbell Finlayson. How are you doing, Campbell? Uh, not too bad, Chris, all things considered, but just being stuck in the house isn't great, but we'll get there. Yeah, well, we were a man down this weekend in terms of being out and about, but luckily there was a ton of TV TV in terms of SWPL football to watch this weekend. So we've got what to talk about. Um, we'll cover an SWPL 1, SWPL 2, and then we'll be kind of sharing who we've nominated for the SWPL Player of the Month this month. Um, obviously, that closes at the end of this week on Friday the 13th. But Campbell, let's, without much further ado, get straight into the football and let's start with the last game of the weekend, um, which was on BBC Alla, Hibernian against Rangers, um, Hibs nil, Rangers 1. Uh, I scrambled at Chelsea, Cornet goal the difference. Um, I was down at Ainsley Park, but before we talk about what I saw, what was your take on that game, uh, Campbell? Um, I thought it was pretty insipid, as a word I've written down, actually. There wasn't, a, there wasn't really much in it. It was a game of few chances. Um, having watched Hibs last week playing against Motherwell, where they're expected to take the game, it's in a totally different match against the Rangers side, who obviously made a lot of improvements to their squad. So it was always going to be tighter, but there was. There, very little happened and it was blown a gale very wet as well, obviously through Edinburgh. I think a draw probably wouldn't have been fair, but Rangers just kept fighting for it and then got that win and obviously that makes it two from two at Ainsley Park in the last week and they'll be delighted with it, but it was a game really where there wasn't too much between the two sides, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, so I, as you mentioned, it was, I think the drive over was maybe worse than the game. It was pretty, pretty wild weather conditions there by the time you got Ainsley Park. Um, we were able to kind of take shelter in the kind of pavilion section, which was good because it, for a long way we would be standing outside in the rain for the duration. And as you said, the game was, I thought it was competitive. I thought it was in, an interesting watch. Um, Hibs were kind of playing a kind of 5-4-1. Um, it certainly looked that way. They were playing three back, certainly, uh, with kind of wing backs, um, uh, in the shape of Amy Muir and Shannon Leishman. And they were really well organised, uh, worked really hard um, in terms of they are maintaining their shape throughout the game, especially in the first half. You had a really good view of it from the, from the end we were at. Um, but I thought that they maybe struggled a little bit to get out and kind of threaten Rangers. And in, in the same token, I thought Rangers ha- haven't really ignited, like I think a lot of people were expecting them to. They obviously um, defeated Hearts on the, on the opening day, but 2 1 0 wins. But Spartans and Hibs, two, two sets of top off position. There was a few kind of um, talking points before we get to the goal, Campbell. Um, I think the first one, uh, one of our favourite players to watch, a big uh, box office day in Burma. Um, was it a penalty? Yes or no? What, what were your thoughts? And initially, no. we'll, we'll, we'll get to what she says after, but what were your thoughts initially? <laughs> no, it's, I watched it at the time and just kind of laughed the way she went down. You look at it, actually, I mean, there probably is a wee bit of contact, but I think she's, she was already on her way down by that point, pretty much on the ground when her foot hit and then she... <laughs> quite theatrical about it I think to be fair and then obviously as you, so you'll get to your tweet in a minute but it's just quite funny really when you look at it but it's not something you encourage for players but I think Dana herself realised it was it would have been extremely soft so no, it was definitely not a penalty No I mean I thought I think we, we had a little bit of a debate about it initially um, the people that were kind of there covering it um, and I think the general consensus was she might have got a wee, a wee nick but not enough to go down and then she kind of went down too late um, obviously there was the the classic, even when you know you've not done it right, you go, oh, it's definitely a penalty, why are you booking me? Um, 
But um, yeah, to be to be fair, Dana, she tweeted out. I don't know if this is to be fair. I don't know how this partner would land in, in other in other realms, uh, Campbell. But she basically just kind of put a tweet out saying, "Yeah, I tried. I dived in some laughing face emojis." I quite respected the the gumption to do that. To be perfectly honest with you, but um, yeah, well, I mean, what was your take? You eventually obviously dive, but said Rangers didn't didn't really offer. They didn't trouble. Uh, Sophie Allison very much. I think that's fair to say, Campbell. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've seen Rangers this season. I know you were um, at the Hearts game and Hearts are obviously one of the teams near the bottom of the table and Rangers are always going to be fairly comfortable in that. But Spartans and Hibs are obviously, as you're saying, two sides that are always tough to play against, especially away from home. But Rangers did just look, when you say lethargic as such, but they, they weren't quite on top of their game. You look at the players they've got in there, they can be really creative and just it didn't pan out that way. Got, I mean, I got a lucky deflection as well for the ball to fall for Chelsea to score the goal. But there's there just is something lacking from them, I think. It was similar to Glasgow City in midweek where they just they just went creating enough something. And then when they did, it was some shorts for distance and So it wasn't, a, it wasn't the best performance for Rangers. But again, at the end of the day, all they're after is three points. And two 1-0 wins is better than two 1-0 defeats, obviously, isn't it? So they'll be, yeah, they'll be pleased, but they'll be... Um, Malky Thompson will know there's, there's more work to be done for his size performances to improve. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think you're probably fair to say that Rangers, they, they definitely weren't as incisive as I think a lot of people are expecting to be so far, but I think their squad depth certainly came to the fore, um, Brogan Hay coming on, and she was the one that was kind of the catalyst for that goal. She was getting some good, um, good space uh, down the kind of flanks. And it was her cross ball, and as you mentioned, it was kind of scrambled in uh, by Chelsea Connect for a first goal for Hibs. Though Hibs did have a chance right at the end of the game, Campbell. Um, they kind of started to put a couple of players on. Ailey Adams came on, Carla Boyce as well. And it was a passion spell just before the final whistle. Um, they kind of worked the Rangers defence well around the box. Uh, and then the ball fell to Amy Adam, uh, Ailey Adams, not Amy Adams, the uh, Hollywood star, but Ailey Adams, the uh, Hibernian striker. <laughs> um, I felt Ailey Adams, but um, it, she just couldn't bring it down. It bounced off her knee into Jennifer's hands. And a few seconds later, um, Rangers kind of were 1-0 one, one winners after the referee blew the whistle. It was, I would have liked to have seen Hibs maybe push that, that button to attack a little bit earlier as opposed to wait until 1-0 down. If, for me, it felt like the up their game in that sense uh, after going to go down. Yeah, even, even for the minute you saw the team sheet, that kind of was apparent that might happen with Joel Murray, Siobhan Hunter and um, Charlotte Potts all playing. It looked a lot more defensive. Amy Gallagher seemed to be the more attacking player. And again, it was almost if they were going for that bit more experience rather than having an out-and-out striker like Carla Boyce or Ailey Adams up front who they've stuck with in previous games. So it was... Maybe slightly negative tactics to set up with. Obviously, just saying Rangers are a totally different side to, to Motherwell and Spartans, but it's one way I mean, we all like to see where teams attack and get some games. Obviously, you're going to going to change your tactics for a certain result. But I think if Hibs had taken that game and went a bit more toe to toe with Rangers, then they could have got something out of themselves. But at the same time, obviously, you then you leave yourself that risk of getting uh, broken away in the counter attacks. I mean, it was they certainly did they had more impetus when these players came on, but I think as you're saying, if not starting them, then maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier would have made a bit of a difference for them. But they were pretty unlucky in the end, to be fair to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would have ruled out a draw as a fair result come full time. Um, so yeah, I think it had it was, and 
different to the game we'll talk about a little bit later on, but I think in this game it was a, a break of the ball that, 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 that worked. But as I said, a bit of good work from Brogan Hay to get in and get the ball in in the, in the first instance. Um, after the game, I spoke to Chelsea Cornet uh, of Rangers, who scored the goal, and Amy Gallagher, and this is what they had to say. We knew it was going to be a, a tough game today, and um, uh, every game is in the league. It's going to be a really tough week this season, and we're aware of that. And um, yeah, we just we treat every game that is going to be be tough. And yeah, it had a, a good game, but we knew that if we were patient, the goal would come. And uh, well, thankfully it did, and, and we came away with the win today. So yeah. Were you surprised how deep clubs that? Um, they were obviously kind of played five along the back and kind of false, false nine. Um, was that surprising? Kind of uh, it was a wee bit, yeah. We thought they were, they were going to really uh, go at us, but um, obviously as the game went on, they, get, they did get higher and, and they pushed really forward to try, and, to try and push for that goal. But yeah, it was a surprise to start with, but um, as I say, I thought we were really patient and, and we waited for that chance to come. In terms of the goal that you managed to score, can you give us a little bit of a lowdown on it? Because we were watching it kind of from a little bit further away than you were. <laughs> to be fair, I actually thought it was going in uh, with Lizzie getting getting the touch, but um, it kind of just sat in front of the line. I was like, I'm, I need to do something. So yeah, just just slid in and got it in. But obviously, a goal. It's good to get get on the score sheet. But um, the main thing is the three points and the win for us. Yeah, it was a frustrating one. Uh, lose a goal right at the end there. Uh, thought we competed well over the ninety minutes. Um, limited them to chances, and then they got a scrappy goal at the end. So. It's not good, but I think we can be proud of how we played and um, showed that we can still compete up there in the top four. And um, hopefully, people watching can see that and uh, I think we can still compete. And uh, so, yeah, we can be proud of our performance. I think. Um, a wee shout out to uh, Andrew at Anyone's Game and Hibs for helping with the audio there because my second phone died halfway through and I thought I'd recorded it and I hadn't. So um, cheers for helping me get, make sure I got those interviews out. But let's move on uh, to the next game. Uh, Motherwell Knee, Motherwell Knee, Motherwell Now, Glasgow City 3. Um, a goal was first half, Campbell, uh, but Glasgow City got the job done, I suppose. It seemed like from the highs, well, not, not, it was another game where maybe they weren't at top form, but getting a win will be all that matters to Scott Booth from this one. Yeah, just that 10-minute spell in the second half. Cut sort of killed Motherwell off. Um, City had chances in the first half. Eva Colville should have scored a free header for six yards out, which is put over the bar. Leanne Crichton hit the bar, but they were just too ages to, to get through. I mean, they weren't playing bad. They were creating sort of half chances here and there, but not as much as you'd like to think. Again, they were as if they were still tired, maybe from the Champions League game. Um, and lucky not to go behind. That was the second half. Abby Callahan had a good strike that was headed away by Sharon Wojcik, and then. I mean, it's unfortunate for the handball. It does come off, um, I think it was Katie Rice's arm from Rachel McLaughlin's cross. I mean, it was a penalty. And the minute you go a, a goal down to City, it's it's going to get tougher, especially when you then give another goal away four minutes later and then one six minutes after that. So, I mean, it was always going to be tough to get back, but I think it was the result we all expected in the end. But Murray will take a lot of positives himself from the performance given the result last weekend and the defeat to Fordford as well. But City... Again, maybe not at best pleased with their performance. I know they made a few changes, but it's three points and it keeps them unbeaten in the league. So I'd like to say that'll be that'll be what Scott Booth is happy with. Yeah, I mean Glasgow City, I, I watched the highlights of this one and it was uh, it was Callum who does the, the commentary. He mentioned that Glasgow City have this habit of scoring in wee bursts sometimes when they get up in these games, and that's exactly what happened against Motherwell. Um Leanne Ross scoring the penalty and Joel Love putting the second one in. Uh, Tyler Toland getting her first goal for the club after joining. Uh, but yeah, it seemed it seemed relatively straightforward. But as you see, Motherwell will be heartened that for for nearly an hour they, they managed to kind of keep Glasgow City at bay. Um, important win for Glasgow City, obviously 
coming off the back of the uh, Champions League um, and then obviously going into the, the forthcoming games. I, I don't have much to say on this one, if I'm being honest, Campbell. Um, I just seem like a pretty relatively straightforward win for City. Is there anything you want to add? Um, no, I've just pretty much covered it, to be honest, and seeing that Mother will, will take positives from it. It's never a result you want, but 3 to City is a respectable scoreline, given their when you see their win last week against Forsford. So it's one that was expected, comfortable enough in the end, but positives there for both sides, I think, to take into the uh, next games. Well, let's move on to the game that's live on BBC Sports Scotland. Uh, Celtic won Spartans now. Uh, Sarah Ewan's with their 51st goal in 80 Celtic games. But um, I got home and I, I was uh, I said to you, Campbell, I'm going to watch this one back in full. Uh, and you were like, it's a bit of a stinker, mate. You maybe just want to like watch it, watch all the, the key bits um, and take it from there. So that's uh, kind of what I did. But uh, what was your take on the game? <laughs> Summed up pretty much well. I know there. Um... <laughs> no, I watched this game and then the Hibs game. Both were obviously on BBC in certain capacities and both games were pretty dire. I don't want to be rude to the teams, but there, there wasn't much happened. Um, Celtic had a lot of the ball, but creating was a real problem for them. They had a couple of shots for distance. Um, it wasn't really too much in it. And then start of the second half, they got, I mean, the goal sums this game up, as we had seen, before we start to cut in there, where Bobby Beveridge goes to clear it and simply just boots it against Sarah Ewan's foot and it deflects into the net. It was a tough one on Spartans there. I mean, Sarah then hit the bar after a mistake by Robin McCaffrey, but it seemed Celtic's only real chances were coming from these errors from the Spartans. Otherwise, it was a fairly even game, so Celtic had more of the ball, but we don't do much with it. Um, Rebecca got a brief chance for, for Spartans. It was saved by Chloe Logan, but that's about it. It was a quiet game and one that I'm glad I wasn't at, but yeah, it was, wasn't it great. Yeah, I mean, it's another narrow loss for Spartans. They've actually had a really tough start to the season, uh, Rangers, Celtic and Hibs. Um, so, but, I mean, in each of, the, each of the games, they have more than showed up. Um, and I think um, we've talked about before that Spartans are maybe one of the teams that could have a say, at, certainly at the top end, in terms of nicking points off of other teams they weren't expecting. They, they've also made a signing, uh, signing Cat Smart from, from Celtic. Um, we've talked about how um, Spartans have got a lot of um, exciting young talent in the team. Um, Cat Smart is an experienced player to bring in, and I, I think it's a, a very good signing for them. Yeah, um, obviously, I suppose you call it a debut, obviously, against their old club. It was one where, with all the changes that have come in at Celtics, maybe the players would expect to move out, but she's got that experience at the top end of SWPL1 for a few years, and she should be a very good signing for that Spartans team when they've got, I just see, a very young squad. They've got a few players sort of dotted throughout that have got more experience. But it's one that should be a good signing. You should be, like, an experience, I don't keep using the same word, but experienced head in the middle of the park that should be able to sort of help the younger players learn and help Spartans themselves grow. I think they're just, they've been right unlucky with their games so far. They lost every one of them by one goal. But there'll be a lot of positives for them to take there. And Cat Smart should be a very good addition to that squad. So it'll be interesting to see how she fits in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I think it's a really good signing for them, and um, I, I think she'll bring a lot to that squad. Um, so very interesting to see how in. Uh, last game in SWPL one, four for Farmington, three Hearts nil. Um, Campbell Donna Patterson seems to now just score goals all the time, which is a bit mental. She's got a hat trick at the weekend, um, and one of them was an absolute ripper off the other side of the bar. Um, I obviously your message on Sunday when you were on your way between venues and. Surprised at Donna Patterson scoring, but just 
at it again. I mean, that's Hattrick, they're obviously top scorer in the league, and I think for Forfar, it was pretty comfortable afternoon, really. She's, first one's a good header for her from the corner. I just mentioned the second one. We'll have to see the ball going off the bar. It's just adds to a goal. It just seems to make it look better, but it cracking strike for distance. And then again for the third one, the ball sort of bounced around in the penalty area. She was the one that was alert to it. And three different goals, but three good goals in the way she's taking them. And I think for fourth, I mean, we've already won the same amount of games as they did in the whole of last season. So that's, that's clearly a positive for them there. But in terms of hearts, uh, it's, it's, obviously, it's not a great start of the season. And you can't really see where things are going to improve. Yeah, I mean, if your hearts were looking at that game and an opportunity to try and get get a feeling that something's going right, but from the from the highlights that have gone out, obviously mainly the goal highlights so far from that game, uh, four of them are fairly comfortable with three now. And as and I was joking about it, but as you said, the Donna Patterson has scored six goals in three games now, which is a, a pretty incredible return. She seems to be playing a bit further up the park as well. When I was at the Glasgow City four for Farmington game, um, she definitely wasn't playing in defence. She was kind of playing as one of the two kind of holders in midfield or in that midfield position. So I don't know if that push up the park had a, had an effect for her, but um, it's good to see, I don't know about you, Campbell, but it's just good to see a, a club who last season were fairly ropes. I think it's probably fair to say um, they seem to be in a, in a better place this season. And I think once obviously they start playing games like they will do next weekend against Spartans, um, we'll really get some more competitive stuff, especially that bottom end of the table. Yeah, I was, I was doing some research for, for other stuff this morning and ended up hearing a bit uh, one of the first pods we did. It was at a time when Forfa were away to play Stirling Uni at the bottom of the table last season and we'd only won like, one game all season before that. Stirling hadn't won any of themselves. And you look at it there and to think that Forfa have won more games now than, as I say, that they did by that point, it's it's quite crazy, really. Um, but it's good. They've, they've brought in some experienced players. I know you like Simpson shots for distance and things like that, but there's it's a, a stronger squad than this season. I mean, that means the likes of Donna can maybe play further forward. They've got that versatility now as well, but they're also at a stage where, uh, from what we've seen anyway, they look like a side that's a lot more confident. And against the likes of Motherwell Hearts, Spartans probably as well, they'll be the games that they're looking at and going, right, we can challenge these sides. Let's see where we can finish this season. So it'll be an interesting one for Forfa, but it's definitely positive to see them winning more games. Confidence is a great word for it, Campbell, actually. I was trying, like when I spoke about that 8-1 game against Glasgow City, I was trying to articulate how that for that first half, Forford didn't look like the Forford Farmington of last season. And I think that's it. They look confident. It may maybe still doesn't all come together all the time, but they definitely look like more like a team who are up for it um, this season. So, yeah, great to see. Um, in terms of fixtures this weekend in SWPL1, um, Hearts against Motherwell, um, Spartans for Farmington, which we just mentioned, and then the kind of the big two, Rangers Celtic and Glasgow City against Hibernian. Um, big game weekend in SWPL1. Um, the Glasgow City Hibernian game is going to be on BBC Scotland. Um, and I'm waiting to see what happens with the other games at the moment. Um, but yeah, big weekend in SWPL1. Um, it should be a good one to look forward to, and hopefully we'll be able to see more than one game. Yeah. Um... Again, I'll be stuck in the house. I'll see the televised ones. It's disappointing. There's some exciting games this weekend that in both divisions that I would have been hoping to get out to. So the fact that's not possible isn't great, but being on the TV is City Hibs has been a great game. Obviously, if you get anything, sorry, in the last few years, and if you get anything like you did uh, last year's Scottish Cup, then you'd certainly been for a treat. So it's one I'm looking forward to and just disappointing to kind of be there. 
Yeah, um, let's move on to SWPL2. Um, and let's talk about uh, Glasgow women now Aberdeen won, which was the opening game of the SWPL weekend, as it tends to be when Glasgow women are at home. 12 o'clock kickoffs, we, we like those because it means we can usually try and get two games squeezed in. Um, I was at this one. Um, I was pretty entertained, Campbell. Um, I know that the highlights have gone out from SWPL today. Uh, it was a really good contest. Uh, Glasgow women in Aberdeen, they, they, they kind of cancelled themselves a little bit out, but these are two kind of two of the kind of most exciting teams, I think, in the division this season so far, Campbell. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a game we'd have been at again. Aberdeen's were saying coming down here, we were excited to see them, given a given the way they started the season. So to make it four to four, they'll be delighted with it. It's a tougher fought game this time against the Glasgow women's side too. They've also made a pretty impressive start to the season. But from watching the highlights, it seemed to be Aberdeen with most of the play, but just lacking that finish. And then obviously before they get the goal, the goal was a fantastic team move. You know, obviously a clever finish um, from Bailey Hutchison, but it seemed to be a close game and obviously you're saying it was enjoyable yourself but it was good to see that these every game really in this league this weekend that they're close and they're all it is a battle and there's no team coming in and just sort of walking away with the game so it was good to see it from that point of view and Aberdeen will be delighted to come away with three points from what tough away trip Yeah I think I said at the game on Sunday um, that it felt levels it felt like SWPL2 has taken a step up this season which is great Um and I think that's, this game is a really good demonstration of it. You mentioned the goal, um, and it was a, a really good move, like front to back with about 25 seconds. It started from a tackle at the back from Kelly Forrest. Um, ball getting sprayed out to Francesco Ogilvy, run down the wing, cross ball in, and Bailey Hutchison hits it first time for her sixth goal in four games. Um, she's a phenomenal talent. She, she's expected to go far, and you can kind of see why uh, Campbell in that regard. But for me, I think one of the players that maybe, uh, there's been also been a lot of, Lot of chat about the kind of the, the quartet um, that is uh, Bailey Hutchison, Ailey Shaw, Francesca Ogilvy. And I think maybe the one that's gone unheld the most so far is Eva Thompson. And I was actually really impressed with her on Sunday. She's maybe not as physical as the other, as the, as the other players yet, but she always kind of is looking for the ball. She is always involved. It always felt like when something was happening, she was in and around about it. Um, and then for Glasgow women, I, I thought they came back into the game really well. They had a lot of um, set pieces, a lot of good balls going in, well cleared, but they never quite threatened. And then there was a penalty, Campbell, um, towards the end of the game. Um, I was quite far away from it, but there didn't seem to be that much um, debate about it. Did you have any take on the penalty decision at all? No, it looked a clear penalty for watching the highlights. I don't think there was there was much you could argue with. The referee was in a good position as well. And he had no hesitation himself in giving it. just no real complaints from Aberdeen. That's- the problem it was, it wasn't really a very good penalty for Cara Henderson, so it's a great chance for Glasgow in that, though. You're always, you're always just for players to hit the target from a penalty, so put it over the bar. They were disappointed with that and know that they could probably have ended up taking something from the game. Yeah, I definitely got that feeling. Um, and after the game, I spoke to Caitlin Canavan uh, and then Emma Hunter of Aberdeen to get their takes on Glasgow women in Aberdeen. Um, here's what they had to say. First of all, I thought it was a really good game of football to be part of. Like, it was end to end the whole game. I feel like um, for the whole 90 minutes or 90 plus that we played them, that we matched Aberdeen really well. We knew that going into it, it was going to be a tough game for us, but I feel like we can be happy with our performance. But obviously, at the same time, it's a tough, tough defeat to take because obviously it's just a small margin, like a 1 0 defeat. Getting a penalty as well and obviously not taking the chance makes it that wee bit sore. I think. Through the like the full second half, we looked like we looked like scoring. Obviously, there was a few chances. Aberdeen were like 
just cleaning the ball out the box, like off the line, obviously just I think we really looked like an attacking threat. We got more of rhythm going in the second half because we knew that obviously we had to go and chase the game, if you want to call it that. Like obviously when you know you're 1-0 down and there's a chance of coming back into it, you're just more determined to do what you can do best and just utilise any any ball that you've got and obviously go and try and hurt teams. And I feel like it, like spells of the game, we were the better team and obviously we did look like scoring, but Aberdeen done well to hold it, hold, hold it win. As you say, you mentioned you, you kind of had better of it, but do you, do you feel like you created enough chances to kind of really test the keeper? There's a lot of balls kind of in the box, but maybe the, nothing Well, direct. obviously that's just, we need to go and reflect that as a team, like look back on our performances, we were getting balls into the box. Maybe we, maybe we didn't take the chances that we were creating, but at the same time, I don't think we can be too harsh on ourselves. I think we know that Aberdeen were going to be a good setup. They will be hard to break down, so I feel like we can be happy with performance, but obviously there's always room for improvement, as in getting balls into the box and then just putting it in the back of the net. And for yourself, uh, recently joining the club, how's the first kind of month or so been for you? Um, I've been loving every minute since I came in the door. Obviously, the coaches um, must see potential in me to put me into the starting 11 two weeks in a row, and I just feel like when I'm on the park, I just want to make sure that I'm giving it 100% try and cement my space in the starting 11. I could feel like looking at my personal performance, I could be happy with, again, spells of the performance, but obviously it's a team game and we're all out there together, so we'll be winning them together and we'll lose them together. I think, obviously, when we came down here, we, we knew they would give us a tough game. Um, we, we knew they would battle and they pressed us high up the pitch and we knew they were going to do that and make it difficult for us to play our normal football. So, yeah, look, we didn't play the best that we, we know we can, but what was shown today was, you know, a good resilience and, you know, just to stick in and get the victory was the most important thing. And we go home with three points, so that's what matters. I felt the first half, it could have been a different game if we'd taken our chances a wee bit better and maybe we would have just taken a bit of pressure off of us. But I think it's quite a young squad and I think as time goes on, the game you haven't scored, I think it's, they started to feel a little bit of pressure. But once we got the goal, I felt like we were maybe just going to get a bit a bit more of the ball and keep it and more chances would come but credit to the Glasgow women they they just kept coming at us and um, I guess it's shown a lot of good resilience and defending as well about just trying to keep keep the victory and some good game management at the end as well so yeah overall really pleased with going home with three points really um, I mean we're we're really quick on the break and we're good at our counter attacks and I think we do create opportunities and I think the first half we did and to our standard I think we probably should have taken more so we've seen goals like that for us all season so it was no surprise that that's how the game the, the goal came at the end of the day but um, yeah now it's all about recovery making sure we've got a game on Tuesday against St Johnston at home so it's recovery picked up a couple of injuries which is obviously a concern but we've got a big squad so we'll rest recover we've got the three points and now it's just moving on and thinking about Tuesday I mean four wins from four as well can't really ask for more than that I suppose no um, yeah and I guess like that that was the point today as well it was it was about the victory and some games are going to end up like this where it's a bit scrappy not the style that we want to play SWPL2 is going to be tough we knew that so we take this as one of those games that you know we come away with a victory it was a bit scrappy didn't play the way we wanted to but winning and getting three points and still the four out of four victories is what matters to us just now yeah so really pleased so, I mean, four wins from four, Campbell, it's not, it couldn't have started any better. Uh, a couple of kind of down notes for Aberdeen, though. Uh, Jenna Perman had to go off. Uh, Emma said after the game it could be as, as bad as a torn hamstring and Amy, Amy Strath had to come off injured as well. Um, but four wins from four, I think I wrote that they're no longer dark horses. I think that's fair to say now, Campbell. Um, what's, what's your thoughts? 
Definitely. I know it's obviously a long season, but when you're starting, there's um, four wins for four games, well on course for five at the time of recording as well, uh, against Johnson, it's, it's, it's nothing really much more you can ask for for Aberdeen, is it? They've had some tough tasks. They've got another one, obviously, about Yankees on Sunday, but it's, it's definitely a very positive start for them, and they'll be they'll have their own aspirations of being at that top end of the table. And if they keep playing like this, then there's obviously no reason why they can't be at the top end of the league. So the two promotion places as well, Makes it really interesting, so it'll be good to see Aberdeen. Hopefully, we'll see them myself as well in a few weeks. Yeah, I was very impressed with Aberdeen, uh, but I was also very impressed with Glasgow Women. To be fair, as I said, really enjoyable game to start my Sunday, um, and hopefully, people that have seen the highlights will get to see a wee bit of enjoyment of that as well. Um, let's move on to the next game. Um, let's go. Let's go to Perth, Campbell, um, or Canoe. Is Canoe in Perth? Perthshire, Perth, Perth, or something. I don't, yeah, Canoe. In in that general locale, but yeah, um, St. Johnson to Hamilton Academical to um, bit of a ding dong one uh, this one uh, Campbell, but uh, St. Johnson continued a good start of the season, and Aki's it's uh, after looking like they maybe had kind of got uh, got themselves back in track in terms of what their expectations for the seasons are. Um, it's another point. Is it a good point potentially because as I said St. Johnson started the season well, but um, there's good, some highlights from Aki's and. Um, I think it was St. Johnson highlights as well, yeah. So there were silence from both sides on this one. What was your thoughts on the game? Uh, from what I've seen, it did look quite an entertaining game, I think. Aki seemed to have a lot of chances and you know, two goals disallowed as well, so they'll be disappointed in that aspect, but it did look a good entertaining game and for St. Johnson to come back twice from behind as well. They'll be happy with him. Just looking through the goals as well, I mean, MT Garner had one disallowed before the opener, which was correctly offside. The header from Amy Anderson Aki's ahead was it's a great header. I love these looking ones across the keeper. You is it a fantastic finish? Um, and then they had another one disallowed when Amy's shot. I think it came off Megan Quigley, who was in an offside position. And then St. Johnson get a big stroke of luck, obviously, get back into the game with um Rachel Todd's cross come shot, whatever you want to call it. Um, coming off the foot of Danny Connolly, and, and that goes in. You think, oh, here we go. It's one of these ones from St. Johnson. I think, well, we've got that. Um, that bit of luck, maybe we can go on and get something for this. Whereas Aki's or Zeters, maybe it's not going to be a day or anything. So that was certainly interesting. Um, Hamilton themselves then obviously went back ahead. And when you go ahead in the 86th minute, you've really got to be holding on to win the game. And instead, when about 90 seconds, they've given away a free kick. And then I mean, you can't take anything away for fair new biggest free kick. Right enough, it's an absolute peach. Um, to equalise, and, and then it looked like a really exciting game. There was a few penalty claims as well that maybe get to in a minute, but I think overall it looked at one of these sort of matches that you like to see. Obviously, both teams attacking and plenty of goals, and in the end, a draw perhaps fair, but obviously, we've got a better idea if we'd have been there. But it looked an entertaining game and a point that both teams, I think, will be satisfied with. But when your Aki's are leading twice, they may be slightly disappointed in that aspect. Yeah, I think it was something that um, Gary Doctor said in the post-match that they put out that getting that late goal and then not seeing it through was disappointing. But I think that fair new beginning um, free kick was an absolute belter. Um, the angle, actually, Aki's were filming at a funny angle um, on Sunday. Um, but the angle that Aki's actually got the free kick is a really cool angle to kind of watch it. And you know how Campbell sometimes, sometimes long-range goals in the SWPL2 are good, but not great. That, this one was, I think this one was a bit special. I think this was really good from, from the angles I've seen on it. Yeah, I mean, you had John put it up himself after the game and then you get the Aki's one, sort of, the alternate angle. It was 
up and down over the wall and right in the top corner. I mean, you don't stop them really. They, it's a great goal and a great way for them to earn, earn a share of the spoils. But as you're saying, from Aki's will be really disappointed to lose it, having been ahead, to lose that goal, sorry, having been ahead two minutes before it. But it's a fantastic free kick for Fern and one she'll be buzzing with. You mentioned you might want to talk about penalties, Campbell. Um, do you want to talk about penalties? <laughs> um, there was a couple of claims. MT Garner had a claim for one where she was saying she was filled. Um, um, I mean, it was it's debatable. I don't think there was much contact and it also looked to be outside the box for me, so there wouldn't have been a penalty there. Um, there's a second one where I mean, the referee's the wrong side and kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, but the ball was flicked. I think it was Lauren Evans flicked it forward and it, it does come off Rachel Todd's arm and I know she's only couple of yards away and it's not exactly meant it but with the way you're seeing handballs given nowadays her arms out I watched this at about quarter of the pace I never slowed down and tried to get different angles as I could for a few decisions this weekend actually and that was one where it would have been harsh but technically going by what you're seeing nowadays it would be a penalty so I guess we would feel a wee bit disappointed there I know a few of the players as you saw were claiming for it at the time quite furiously but tough for the referee being at the wrong side but it's definitely one that you can have a good debate about yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure debates will continue to rage on um, like they always do. Um, but yeah, uh, St. Johnson and Aberdeen are playing as we're recording. I think Campbell's already mentioned that. So I think it will still be going by the time we're done. Um, so we won't tell the full, the full time score, but keep a wee eye out for it. Um, let's move on to Rugby Park. Uh, Kilmarnock 1, Partick Thistle 2. Um, football Shorts put their highlights out again. Uh, Campbell, just a complete sidetrack. The music at the start of Football Shorts just brings me imminent joy. Like, it's just, I, I can't describe, it's like, it's almost like Scottish sport or sports scene. It's like, I know football's coming because I'm hearing the, the, the jingly tones of football shops, like just about to rattle in. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they put the highlights out. Um, uh, come on, went in front through Amy Burrows uh, and then a goal from Shannon Todd, who has now officially signed for Partick Thistle. Um, and then a defected Jane Gallon strike. We'll talk about the goals first of all, Campbell, and then we'll talk about uh, the debate point that got raised over, over social media in the last couple of days. But uh, in terms of the game, first of all, what were your thoughts? Uh, it was one we picked last week that could be quite intriguing given um, the midweek results for both sides being a bit off. Um, Kelly, despite injuries, were picking up good wins. And it did look to be quite a quite a competitive game from watching the very extensive highlights of football shots, as always. It's good to see them covering all the Kelly games this year. Uh, there was, was, was intense, I think, maybe not creating too many chances. Again, it seems to be the way of everything this weekend, but both teams were going at it and it seemed to be quite an enjoyable watch. So it's it's tough for uh, Kilmarnock to lose it the way they did. I saw themselves be delighted to be coming back, but it looked a good advert again for SWPL too. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seemed like there was... Um entertainment to be had um, and as I said I like I like the way that football shorts some of the angles that they get in games um, sometimes is really different um, which is something you don't get a lot of there's a lot of single cam stuff in women's football um, there's lots of other stuff with the football short stuff but in terms of like the different perspectives you sometimes get in the game it's quite good to have that just as a point of difference um, you've talked about penalties in the last game Campbell let's let's talk about them again um, what, what was your thoughts in this one I thought had a claim early on that I hadn't really heard much about and then you watch the highlights and there was a fair few of them complaining uh, for a handball against Laura Neal and again it's one that if you give it you think that's really really harsh but similar to the Rachel Todd one in the St John's in the game it's the sort of penalties you're seeing given where if arms anywhere anywhere that isn't glued to the side 
you're getting a penalty and it's, I know Laura thinks she's trying to move her arm out of the way but again it's one where some referees will give it this referee obviously did but it would have been very harsh let's say like I say the Rachel Tog one but again I suppose you could say it would be a penalty I think there was one second half as well on Suzanne Mulvey I don't think it was and she ended up getting herself booked for having to go at the ref but like, like I said the first one I think would have been harsh but there's definitely a claim for this one um, and as well as penalties, the, the 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 thing that got people talking was the offside decision for the park this equaliser. Um, obviously, all the goals in the second half, so everything kind of happened quite late. Um, you, I, I mean, I think there's a. It's definitely it. It's a bit iffy <laughs> in terms of the the decision for the offside. Uh, I've seen that there's also been both both sets of players. Obviously, will have their own opinions on it. I I tend to sit on the fence in these because. I appreciate how difficult it can be to get some of these decisions right. But um, what was your thought on the offside? Well, it was offside, wasn't it? I mean, I'll let you sit in the fence all you want, but I think <laughs> it's... I don't know how the linesman doesn't see it, to be honest. You don't want to take anything away for Thistle, but when you're a goal down and then you're needing a big slice a lot like that to get back into it, it's it's been tough for Tilly. I mean, it's when the original shot comes in, for Sophie Gallagher, you can see it on the first angle that Shannon Todd's offside, you then get football shots, give you a second angle from the side again, and I, you can see she's at least a yard, two yards offside. The linesman is directly in line with her, so, I mean, how he doesn't see it, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> You don't want to sit and slag referees all the time, but some of the decisions you're seeing across Scotland are pretty poor, and that was another one. Um, I would fish with themselves, I'd seen people saying as well that the command that goal was saying the ball hadn't went out, and Seems to be my way of having to I've been slowing everything down and zooming in. Like I've said, he's watching all these replays. <laughs> the offside is it's definitely offside. I think for the, the Kelly goal, it's tough with how quickly Shannon Todd moves her foot to try and keep the ball. And I think looking at it, I mean, let's see, I've zoomed in. I've, I've not sent you the photo yet, but I'll send you that across after we finish recording. But it looked like the ball was probably just out. So, like, right, fair enough for giving the corner. But it then also looks like the last touch might come off Kirsty Monroe and it possibly should have been a goal kick. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of controversy in the game, but I think at the end of the day, with the with the uh, Kelly goal, as much maybe it shouldn't have been a, it shouldn't have been a corner. Sorry, it was um, good defending for them, and Kelly were the one that wanted it. They fought for it, and the Amy Burrows got the finish at the second attempt. Um, and then this will obviously be an offside goal, and then a deflected goal to win it. There'll be from a lot of the highlights. This will hit the bar twice, hit the post. You know, we think possibly deserved it. I don't know, having not really seen the game, but there was certainly a lot of controversy around some of the goals and yeah we'll leave it at that <laughs> I, I, I just knew if I said I sat in the fence you would go give it full beans Campbell um, so that's, that's that's great but yeah I, I mean yeah um, it gives it gives us something to talk about which is nice I mean that's mm-hmm. as again benefits of having highlights we can chat about these things um, which is always good um, but yeah uh, good one part of this so obviously Kelly well, feel aggrieved, but as you said, mentioned there was lots of stuff happening in that game. So let's move on to the next one. Queen's Park 3, Dundee United 1. Um, these next two games I haven't seen any highlights for yet as we record on Tuesday night. Uh, Dundee United take the lead uh, through Robin Smith, but three second half goal for Queen's Park. They've made a... Um, after a slow start, they've, they've been coming into a bit of form in SWPL too, Campbell. Definitely. I mean, that's two two games in the last week where they've come back from a goal down to win 3-1. Uh, and then the beat Glasgow women as well. They're home, I think. It's two, two good home wins, also they're going to be delighted when, given they were a goal down at half-time, like you say, they scored the perfect time right at the start of the second half to equalise, and then seemed to be the team in the ascendancy, really. 
So it's another impressive win for them coming from behind. And like you say, they'll be, they'll be pleased with a start overall really this season, given they were one of the promoted sides last year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And a, a wee shout out for Sam McManus, who scored uh, Queen's Park's third. She's also came back from a very serious injury. So I, I saw she was particularly pleased about getting that goal uh, on social media. So um, welcome back to playing football. And it's great to, great to see players coming back from long-term injuries and, and kind of... Um, uh, kind of making a mark, which is great to see. Uh, last game, Stirling University now, Birmingham Thistle 2. So Birmingham Thistle um, off the bottom with victory over Stirling Uni. Uh, our first SWPL goal for Hannah Davey, which I know that Birmingham are real pleased about. They're obviously very proud of their pathway system, and rightly so. Um, it's, it's one of their kind of big big hallmarks uh, as a football club. And then Helen Templeton getting our second goal in two games. Uh, good win for Birmingham Thistle, uh, Campbell. Yeah, I mean, it's the first win of the season that lifts them off the bottom of the table and there's, there's certainly been improvement since the Aberdeen game, which I don't like seeing teams get beat yeah, that heavily. So to come back there, it's great to see them get a win. Um, Sterling themselves are disappointed. They'll also seen it as a chance to get points, but I think Boromir, obviously not seen any highlights from it either, but Boromir themselves, there's been, there's been some positive signs from the little I have seen of them and it's a win they'll be delighted with away from home and they'll look to build on that in the coming games, but it's First three points, and that will hopefully give them a wee bit of confidence going further ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, as you mentioned, Stirling University is still searching for their first victory. Uh, but that rounds up uh, SWPL2. In terms of games this coming weekend, um, we've already talked about the fact that Aberdeen St. Johnson are playing as we record. Um, but this weekend, we've got Glasgow women against Boromir Thistle, uh, St. Johnson taking on Dundee United, uh, Stirling University against Partick Thistle, uh, Hamilton Ackes against Aberdeen is probably the big one in SWPL2 this weekend, and Queen's Park against Kilmarnock. Um, for what kickoff times and venues, SWPL website and the clubs are the best place to go for those. Uh, before we finish up, it's uh, SW Player of the Month time, uh, Campbell. Uh, the votes close on Friday the 13th. Uh, four players up for nomination. Uh, Bailey Hutchison, London Pollard, Sam Kerr and Georgie McTeer. Um, Bailey Hutchison, six goals. Well, she's now scored six goals in four games, but she's made a, a great start to her life in SWPL. Uh, London Pollard got a double against Motherwell in their opening game. Sam Kerr, player of the match for Glasgow City against Celtic. And Georgie McTeer's also got in, got in the score sheet for Aches as well. Um, who have you voted for uh, this month, Campbell? Uh, I voted for Bailey Hutchison. I say I've I've not seen too much of most of these players. It was always that wee bit tougher, but being part of that Aberdeen side that's made the 100% start to the season, got herself goals, been involved in quite a lot of other ones as well. So it's certainly a player there that you would, there's going to be some Aberdeen player in it and Bailey's the one there and she ended up getting my vote. Um, yeah, I voted for Bailey Hutchison as well. I, I just thought one game into SWPL1 was not enough time to, to really qualify as a, as a player of the month. And I think if you're looking at the players in, the play, in SWPL2, she's been the standout. Um, and I felt vindicated in that decision after seeing her on, on Sunday. So, yeah, going for Bill Hutchison. Uh, that will be revealed next week. So keep a wee eye out for that. If you want to vote based on what you've seen so far, then you can do so on the SWPL website. So go have a wee look there. But, uh, Campbell, I think that rounds it up for us just now. Um, thank you very much for coming on, as always. It was a little bit disjointed. We had a power cut halfway through, which we still haven't quite figured out. But, um, Campbell, thanks so much for coming on. Um, and, <laughs> and keep a wee ear out we've got a, an interview pod in the works very soon um, and my voice won't be on it so look out for that and enjoy that one uh, but until next time thank you very much for listening stay safe and we'll speak again soon it